This is a journey into sound. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Welcome into Inside the Bullseye. It's our opening round edition here on Pippin' and Easy Radio Network. Today I'm joined by Sean O'Connor of Sixers Sense. A very well-run, well-written Philadelphia Sixers blog for... What he hopes is going to be the first of seven installments of this inside the Bullseye Sixers versus Bulls, but we'll see how how uh, far along we get before the scales begin to tip in the favor of the Bulls or the Sixers, yet to be determined. But Sean, we're hours away from Game One right off the bat. Before we dig a little bit deeper, how are you feeling about the Sixers and the eighth seed? Uh, well. I prefer the eight seed to the seven seed, if that's what you mean. Um, sort of like Evan Turner did. Uh, part of the problem with facing Miami is that it would be a four-game slaughter, whereas facing the Bulls is probably a five- or six-game somewhat enjoyable series. <laughs> so I feel better about having the eight seed than having the seven. Um, whether it's a good thing that we made the playoffs at all is another story um, that's actually been argued a lot by six or stands. Uh, but I prefer being the eight and facing the Bulls rather than the Heat. So I guess that's why... Pretty much feel about that. All right, well, first off, let's kind of build upon what you said there a little bit earlier about how the Sixers kind of fell off there at the end of the year. Last year, they were the seventh seed. They played the Miami Heat, but they slipped down to the last seed this year. A lot of people are saying that they're limping into the playoffs. I mean, they finished 6-8 and eight the last month of the season, and a lot of people are really expecting them to lay down to the Bulls. But we know that's not going to happen. But how did the Sixers, who we were looking, who were looking like one of the uh, best teams in the Eastern Conference, how did they fall down so far and so fast? Uh, it, it's hard to pinpoint one thing, but I think a lot of it started upon the return of Spencer Hawks to the lineup. Um, Hawks was injured about, I would say, 15, 20 games. I don't remember the exact number. Um, and went down for a good stretch of the schedule. Uh, before he went out, he was playing fantastic basketball. He was shooting like 55% from mid-range, putting up strong rebounding numbers. He was actually playing very well. And the Sixers played okay once he left. Uh, but upon his return, he wasn't playing as well. And then him and Evan Turner combined the lineup made it very hard for us to stretch the floor. And we didn't know exactly who was getting the ball at what time. Um, combined that with Hawes' uh, struggles on defense, and I think the lineup that we inputted with uh, Turner and Halls, that's what really started the downward slide. Um, there were reports that there were also um, some tensions in the locker room between the players and Coach Collins. Um, I'm not exactly sure if that was really the case or not. Uh, not much has been made of it, especially since they have been able to kind of bounce back a bit and make it to the playoffs. Um, but combined with um, having... The return of Hollis, who struggled, um, a lot of experimentation. Um, and the third thing I would add is that our schedule got a lot tougher midway through the year. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we had a very easy schedule, uh, mostly home games against bad teams like the Bobcats, Pistons, Wizards. We pounced on them um, to get the strong record. 
then we kind of fell off as we were playing stronger teams and not playing poorly. But then when, once Hall's returned, we kind of struggled to integrate everything, plus possible locker room issues. That's kind of the mix that sent the Sixers down from being a three or four seed and being the Atlanta division champion to where we are now, which is really just uh, first-round fodder for uh, Bulls. Yeah, because the uh, Bulls and the Sixers met earlier this season, and the Sixers actually beat the Bulls. And it really kind of made Bulls fans a little bit nervous about these Sixers because they came out and they were very strong. They were a defensively stout team in that particular game. But Chicago did win the other two games. It's 2-1 season series goes to Chicago. But getting back to the players who are stepping up for the Sixers, who in this series needs to step up the most for the Sixers? And in that same breath, who is going to step up for the Sixers? I mean, we know there's going to be guys that are going to step up either way. Who's going to be the guy that steps up either way, and who is the guy that needs to step up, or he's going to take a lot of heat for not doing so? Um, well, I'd say the guy that needs to step up for the Sixers to have a chance with the guy who's pretty much just disgusting, uh, being Hawks. Uh, I know he won't be starting because, for some reason, LeBoy Allen is our starting center. You can laugh at me now. Uh, but Spencer Hawks is essentially what propelled us to the strong start. And if he plays as he did at the beginning of the year, the Sixers have a chance to really be anybody. Um, the odds of that happening, I think, are slim. But if he were able to, say, regain his rebounding form, for instance, and um, hit a few jumpers, that would really make our rotation uh, very solid. Because we have Elton Brand, who's a um, very good defender. He gives you a little bit offensively with his mid-range shooting. And with Thaddeus Young, he comes off the bench with his energy. But we don't really have that third guy that we could put in with them in order to really make an impact on either end of the ball. Um, either you have a boy out who's kind of just there, you have Tony Batiste, who I'd like to go away forever, and we have Halls, who has made a positive impact in the past, but hasn't recently. If he could get back to his early season form, um, possibly in this series, it would make it a lot tougher for the Bulls to walk through this in five games. Yeah, it would push it to seven and really give the Bulls a run for their money. I don't think it would push them to a win, but I think it would push them to pushing and that's something that Bulls fans are not looking forward to at all. And one reason that that might happen, what you just described about the game go- or the series going to seven games, really relies on the health of Derrick Rose. He's had issues all season long. Now that we're in the playoffs, every little thing that a team does is magnified. And these injuries for Derrick Rose and his durability it's magnified, and it's going to be a big, big talker as we continue, especially in this series against a team like the Sixers who can beat them up and pound down on them. So if Derrick Rose misses time in this series, how much do you see that changing this series for the Sixers? Does it favor the Sixers if Derrick Rose has to miss time, or does it just more or less even the playing field and give Sixers fans more hope than they had before? Uh, well, I didn't hear the last part of your question. I did get the gist of it, which would be, I think, um, how Derek, how Derek Rose, a possible injury to Derek Rose, where he has to miss time, would impact the series, whether Sixers fans think they could be the Bulls that way. Yeah. Um, I still think, e- even if he's injured for one or two games, the Bulls would win the series. Because I think, even without Derek Rose, they are a slightly better version of what the Sixers are now mainly because they have, would have all the same strengths and weaknesses. They would have, still have an elite defense, and, still, and they would struggle offensively, I think, without Rose. Um, I think Rose doesn't really impact the defense much. 
but with without him on offense, relying on C.J. Watson, Watson and John Lewis, John Lucas, which would be a little bit skeptical to me, um, even though they have filled it admirably for him. And so I think the teams would be very similar, but I think the Bulls would be slightly better. For one, I think they won't have the crunch time struggles the Sixers have. And two, I think the Bulls are a lot better of an offensive rebounding team. The Sixers, I think, are like bottom six in the NBA offensively down great, whereas the Bulls are a clear first. So I think that one difference, offensive rebounding, as well as late-game performance, would still put the Bulls in position to win a series, even without their growth being there for a couple of games. Now, if you were to miss the whole series, I think it would be almost a toss-up. I, I doubt that's going to happen. So I would still say the Bulls are in pretty good shape even without their growth in the series, and it might behoove them to not play as much as they could in round one going forward. However, if he were to miss extended time, it would be a big, big question about what they get out of the round. I think they will, because I think they're still slightly better. But uh, it wouldn't be anything where you could take it for granted. All right, so before we get to your official Game 1 prediction, let's take it through the series as a whole. Who do you see coming out on the other end of this series? Do you see Chicago or do you see Philadelphia coming out? And how many games is it going to take us to get to the conclusion of our series here? Well, as I may have already hinted a few times, I think the Bulls are going to win the series. Yeah. I've been going back and forth between whether it's going to be five games or six. I'm leaning right now towards six, mainly because I saw, like you said, you saw the first game, and even to some extent the second game, where the teams are very much comparable in a lot of ways. And I think that just by having one good game by one guy or bad game from another to swing a game or two in the series. But I don't think the Sixers are good enough overall to push it further than that, especially if Derek Rose is healthy for, or relatively healthy for the entire series. Well, and we also saw the Sixers last year take a game from the Heat, who ended up going all the way to the NBA Finals. So it's not completely out of the question that we could see the Sixers take a game from Chicago here because Indiana did so last year as well for, for the uh, Bulls. So... And I would argue that the Sixers team is better than that Indiana team you faced last year, too. That Indiana team, I think, was 35 and 47 at the time. And unlike this year, where they have George Hill and David Weston getting out of those guys. So I think you're also facing a slightly better team in that regard, too. All right, so the slightly better team, game one, who do you see winning the opening game of our series here? Do the Sixers come out hot, and is that the game that they win, or do they start out in an 0-1 hole against the Bulls because Derrick Rose and the playoff momentum and the atmosphere inside the United Center is just too much to take? Uh, yeah, I would say I think the Bulls get game one. Um, I think the Sixers had a chance to steal a game in Chicago would be game two. I think game one, it'll be um, Sixers coming off the game 36 hours beforehand, even though they didn't play most of their guys. Um, on the road, tough playoff environment, as you said. And the Bulls are the better team. So I expect them to come out strong game one and win by about 10 or so. I don't expect it to be too close in game one. I think game two is the one where the Sixers have a chance to steal again. Um, I would say something around 90 to 80 the final. I think it's going to be a lot of these in the series. All right, he's Sean O'Connor from SixersSense.com. It's, you want to go out and check out the Philadelphia Sixers, get some info on the enemy this series, check out SixersSense.com. Sean, we'll be back doing this game two. Hopefully you'll have something happy to talk about, but... If your prediction is any truth to it, <laughs> we might have to talk about what the Sixers need to change. Sean O'Connor, he's been inside the bullseye for the Philadelphia Sixers. They're meeting the Bulls 
at noon on TNT. Game one of the opening round of the Eastern Conference playoffs for the Chicago Bulls and the Philadelphia Sixers. John, thanks for joining me. We'll see you after game two. All right, thanks, Josh. Have a good one. All right, and this has been Inside the Bulls. I am Pippin' Ain't Easy Radio Network.